0: Welcome to Episode 12 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. I cannot believe we are already on Episode 12. And I was thinking about this before we started recording this episode this morning about just how much I'm really enjoying, A, doing this podcast, uh, and B, being able to bring on multiple different guests when I present a topic so that all of you listeners can get different perspectives. Because I think that that's super important whenever I present a topic that we get different perspectives so that Some of you are gonna hear things from one guest or even just from me that resonate with you more than from maybe some other guests that I have on the show. So I'm really digging this format. I'm digging having a topic and being able to dive deep in it with a couple different people. And like you guys know right now, we are on the topic of staying in your own lane. I kicked this off talking about it solo, had Sam Morris drop some serious gold about his, his version and his ideas of, you know, what that looks like to stay in your own lane, you know, this is all rooted in choosing to change your state of mind, choosing to understand that you do have a choice. Um, we all have a choice, and it's super powerful. And so with that being said, um, who do I have
1: on my podcast today? Do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Jamie, and this is very special for me, Michael, because you have been a part of my sobriety since the very minute I got sober. Um, You've been a part of my entire four-and-a-half-year journey since day one, and I'm just so happy to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited you're here, and it's so cool how I asked you to be on the podcast, and you were like... Michael, I was
1: just talking about staying in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I was, uh, I was talking about it with my Al-Anon mother. We love talking about uh, this with each other. And um, my mom and I have a tendency to cross into each other's lanes. So we remind each other constantly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Jamie, when I tell you and when I say the words, stay in your own lane, what immediately comes to mind when i say that
1: oh well it reminds me immediately of my drinking days because i i would constantly cross over to other people's lanes it was my my go-to my go-to reaction when i wanted to avoid my own problems it was a way to avoid and procrastinate my things going on in my own life. I would, um, I would see a stack of bills or like my, all my unpaid parking tickets piling up. And it would make me so nervous that I would just cross lanes and say, oh, I wonder what they're doing over there. And I would just get involved with other people's lives that were usually just as chaotic as mine, which would only lead to more and more drinking. Um, and it, it makes me like cringe a little bit thinking about that because when you say stay in your own lane, that's like the, the complete opposite of, of how I live my life today. My example from when I was drinking, staying in my own lane is a big part of my, my own self-care plan um, in my program today. And it's, it's a very important piece to my recovery.
0: Oh, I love that. And, you know, Jamie, what I really love that you said, because this is also a podcast that a lot of listeners listen to that aren't in recovery. And I think what you just said can really hit home with, with everybody. And the fact that we tend to veer into other people's lanes and not stay in our own when we don't want to to deal with or process things that are going on in our lives. And so we distract ourselves and we, instead of dealing, we go into other people's lanes so that we think that we're lessening the pain or that somehow magically our issues are just going to go away. Right?
1: Oh yeah. And we all know that they only get worse when you don't face your own, when you don't stay in your own lane and keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's so true. You know, it's, it's just, it's so true. And so, you know, once you started your recovery journey, especially when it comes to your state of mind and really choosing to, to better yourself and to make yourself a better person, not only for you, but for everybody else around you, you know, when you started to actually do you, Jamie, how did life start to get better for you?
1: Things started to get better pretty pretty quickly just because things were so bad but on the topic of staying in your, in your own lane I had my own set of goals once I, once I started recovery and I had to remind myself not to compare my goals to other people's goals. It's, it's hard to stay in your own lane when you're looking at other people's um, lives and comparing yourself. So that was a big thing for me in the beginning of really trying to stay in my own lane. I was looking at social media. I was seeing what everybody else was doing and it was triggering and it led to some like jealousy and feelings of not being good enough. And I'm, I'm not where that person is. And I just, I quickly had to unfollow a bunch of accounts on social media that made me feel triggered with comparison feelings and just focus on my own life. And I realized that I was starting from nothing when I got into recovery. I was at a completely different chapter than most people my age. And so once I got past the comparison piece, of staying in my own lane, like I was, I was looking forward, but my eyes were still like, oh, ooh, they just bought a new house, <laughs> I'm not there yet, um, and once I got past the comparison piece, my life improved so much, I just looked forward at my goals, and, um, and worked hard for them, and um, rather quickly, I started accomplishing my goals, and it was like one goal after another. I just kept pushing and persevering um, and moving towards things that I wanted to do to build my life back up, small goals even, like get a job. <laughs> but one goal after another, you know, that I was getting my master's degree and, and changing careers, and four and a half years later, just by looking forward and keeping my eyes on the road, I've built a pretty damn good life for myself. And the idea of crossing over into someone else's lane now, it seems chaotic. It's, it would be really not beneficial for my program. So it took some practice, but uh, it's, it's definitely a big piece of my recovery.
0: You said some amazing things that I touched on when I, when I presented this topic. And the big one that I love that you said, it's your goals, right? It's not about comparisonitis, like with social media, especially. It can be the worst. Oh, and it's I, the worst. Oh, and I, and I have found myself too being like, oh, I don't have that big house or I don't have, you know, that Mercedes. But it's like, do I even want that? Like, that's not my life. Everything you said, Jamie, was almost like, you are you and nobody else is you. And so we have our goals and our goals are our goals for a reason because they're not for anybody else. And I just, I love that you said that. And I love that you really hit home that it it can be triggering too. When we try to compare and we try to
1: look at what other people are doing, it's it's not healthy. That was one of my big problems in when I was drinking and it still is. Social media really... That, that In a way, that's me crossing over into someone else's lane. And often I don't even know these people who I'm crossing over. And uh, it's so triggering, um, the comparison piece of, of crossing lanes. Jamie, with that being said, I just want to ask you, Jamie, what are
0: some, like, some helpful tips that you can you know, give to our listeners when they start to want to go into somebody else's lane? What kind of advice can you offer them to be like, oh, no. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no, lady. Get back over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, well, you're about to have a head-on collision. Um, <laughs> what I think about as far as, like, social media goes is that, it, of course, it's all a facade. And I have to remind myself that my life is pretty darn good. And making gratitude lists that are just so personal to my life make me – I look at my gratitude list, and I'm like – Damn, I have it all. <laughs> and by, by no means, I, I, I don't have it all. I mean, but making that list makes me realize just how much I have. And I'm so grateful for what I do have that I am no longer in the mentality of, uh, like, I want and I need more. Once I make that gratitude list, I realize that I have everything that I need and more. And um, it's always just a way to, like, knock me back into reality. I've also realized, like, of course, I've crossed into other people's lanes in sobriety. And once I get in their lane, I realize that I can't control if they're making good decisions or not. So now I'm in their lane, and I'm, I'm involved in their business, and they start making bad decisions. And um, all of a sudden, my life is chaos, and it makes me realize that it's not just people in recovery or people who are still drinking that have these crazy lives. If I cross over into a normie's life, it can be really chaotic over there. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know, I've I've worked for four and a half years to make my side of the street clean. And there's only a few potholes left. (laughs) And um, my side of the street is pretty darn smooth. And I I have to realize that not all people have worked as hard to keep their side of the street clean. I love that. And I love that you are like, you yeah, know, like, Michael, I have a
0: couple potholes. You know, oh, for I mean? sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're not perfect, but again, like even off from like the mental standpoint, because a lot of what obviously you know that I talk about on this podcast is being able to change your state of mind, right, Jamie? So now that like being in recovery and gaining the tools to be able to really just focus on you and to, and to actively make that choice, how has your state of mind begun, shall I say, to work for you and not against you?
1: So by creating my own goals that don't involve anybody else, slowly, like after accomplishing each one, my state of mind, like I get more and more confidence in myself. Um, Even a simple goal like doing a really big hike that I've always wanted to do that maybe I'm like, maybe I can't do it. I... I, that's too hard for me. I accomplished that goal, and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm the bomb. I just did that. Um, or I remember when I was applying for grad school. I was for sure in a negative headspace that I'm not good enough. I honestly thought that I had warped my brain from drinking, and I was, I'm not smart enough. I've ruined my brain. Then getting the acceptance letter into grad school, I'm like, heck yeah. I, I need to stop the negative self-talk and just realize that I am good enough and I am worthy and I can accomplish all my goals. And by switching from negative self-talk to, like, a gross mindset, I – not to toot my own horn, Michael, but I'm pretty unstoppable. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just going – full speed towards everything that I want. And it really is all a mental game. I've found I can do anything. I really can. If I just tell myself I can, then i go and do it. And the same goes for the opposite thing. If I tell myself I can't, then I for sure won't accomplish my goals. Oh my gosh. You
0: gave me like goosebumps when you were like, Michael, not to my own horn, but I'm unstoppable, like that, <laughs> but it's true. Like when we stay in our own lane and we focus on what we can do and our goals and what really matters to us, like things just start to happen. But when we veer over, it's almost like we put our life on pause. We're not growing and we're not becoming better people because we're so focused on other things.
1: Um, totally. And, you- and being, being in our own lane and moving forward is the, is the only thing we really can control is our our goals and the way we react to life and we we've learned Michael in sobriety that we can't control much but we can (laughs) control our own personal journey there you have it
0: ladies and gents I'm like Jamie McClung I tell you you are just ah you are a gift and for you to just you guys like this is what happens when you choose to stay in your own lane like I don't know if you can feel it, but I feel the confidence in Jamie. Like I just feel your inner gangster. Like, dude, I am unstoppable. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it is just, it's, um, you know, this is possible for you. Like for you listening, I want you to know that having, you know, a life that you're really excited about is possible for you. And it's just about focusing on you. Jamie, thank you for your knowledge bombs and thank you for your vulnerability.
1: You, Oh, thank you for having me on this. This is really wonderful, Michael. And I just have to add that you have accomplished so much. I, you know, knowing you from the very beginning, you have your eyes on the road for sure. And um, I, can, I can see that working in your life for you right now.
0: Oh thank you, Jamie. Ah, oh, James! I'm not supposed to get emotional on this podcast.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. You'd like there you have it, Jamie. Drop in some serious knowledge. Repeat this podcast. I tell you guys a lot that you need to, you know, be able to have a pen and a piece of paper out. You're definitely gonna need one for this one. Um again, thank you so much, Jamie, and For all of you out there, again, you know, I do want to go ahead and end this episode, this amazing episode of staying in your own lane by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you beautiful souls. I'll see you next week.